It's Friday, July 8th. I'm Pam Jones. City officials speak out on yesterday's shooting in downtown Baltimore that left one man dead. COVID-19 cases are still on an uptick in the state. The latest on Baltimore County Schools Chief Auditor. And will a soccer stadium be in Baltimore's future? It's the Daily Dose from WYPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. The latest numbers from the Maryland State Health Department shows that the COVID-19 positivity rate is still above 9 percent, and the number of those hospitalized stands at 536. In the last 24 hours, state health officials confirmed 1,873 new cases of the virus. The CDC has announced another four monkeypox cases in Maryland, bringing the total to 14. A spokesperson for the State Department of Health confirms the cases, but did not say which part of the state they're from. Maryland has received nearly 700 doses of the monkeypox vaccine and will distribute them to those jurisdictions with the highest risk. Baltimore City Councilman Eric Costello is reacting to the shooting of 48-year-old Timothy Reynolds, who confronted a squeegee worker with a baseball bat at Conway and Light Streets on Thursday. Police are still searching for the suspect. Costello says just hours before the shooting, there was another incident involving a squeegee worker. He says the level of violence is unsustainable and the city has failed everyone by allowing the circumstances to continue. Meanwhile, Mayor Brent Brandon Scott said in a press conference today the city was ready to offer 40 city jobs to squeegee workers and it will continue to work to keep motorists safe. City leaders have begun the process of working with the United Soccer League to bring the international sport to Charm City. In a statement, Mayor Brandon Scott's office says he's working with the Maryland Stadium Authority to study the feasibility of a potential soccer stadium in Baltimore. The board of the Stadium Authority approved the feasibility study earlier this week. The process will take several years before any stadium is built, but city officials are already looking at Port Covington as a potential site for a 10,000-seat stadium. The facility would accommodate both men's and women's professional soccer teams. A Baltimore County Circuit Court judge has ruled that the school system's chief auditor, Andrea Barr, can keep her job while litigation connected to her firing by the school board plays out. WYPR's John Lee reports Judge Sherry Bailey said she is quite concerned by the allegations that board members retaliated against Barr for not doing their bidding. In granting Barr a preliminary injunction, Judge Bailey rejected arguments by the school board's attorneys that there was no evidence that board members had retaliated against the chief auditor. Barr testified that board members Kathleen Causey and Russ Kuhn asked her to do unethical and improper actions by interfering on their behalf in an outside audit of the school system. She told the judge she had been threatened with her job. Barr's attorney, Kathleen Cahill, also argued the vote in May to terminate the chief auditor's contract was illegal. Cahill says Barr is relieved to be able to continue her career without the threat of retaliation while her lawsuit continues. The school board's attorneys declined to comment. John Lee, WIPR News.
Coppin State University and the Community College of Baltimore together have launched a program designed to make earning a degree a more seamless and efficient process for those students seeking a higher education. It's called Pathways to Success, and it will allow participating students to complete their Associate of Arts or Associate of Science degree at CCBC before enrolling at Coppin State. In an exclusive interview, I went one-on-one with the president of Coppin, Nathaniel L. Jenkins, for a closer look into the program. President Jenkins, welcome to The Daily Dose. Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to uh, you know, be with you. And um, I'm always uh, excited about the opportunity to talk about Coppin and some of the great things that we're doing. Um, to your question, this partnership came about uh, really out of a discussion to see how we could expand access and opportunity uh, for students. Uh, when I arrived uh, two years ago, uh, we um, um, elevated our conversations with our, our two-year partners across the state. As I started calling presidents and introducing myself, uh, we wanted to, at that point, look at how we could take it beyond that introduction and uh, develop a, a, uh, a more seamless process, I would say, for students who were looking to transfer from the two-year to the four-year. And so we identified several two-year institutions who had similar demographics that uh, we have here at Coppin, um, and then looked at our majors uh, that were uh, in uh, high demand. And again, it just kind of fell into place based off that initial conversation and a like-minded understanding of what the transition from two-year to four-year should look like. You were reaching out to some other uh, university uh, presidents in the, in the area, and you settled on CCBC. What was special about uh, their visions and their programs that said, you know, this is going to be the one uh, that we do this with? Well, there are several in the in the pipeline. They were just the ones who um, uh, moved a little quicker. Um, and so we are looking to develop similar, par- similar partnerships uh, with uh, some other two-year institution, uh, sister institutions as well. Uh, but, you know, what was, I think, unique about CCBC was, uh, as I learned more about their institution, I found that a significant number of their student population come from the city of Baltimore, um, and in particular, West Baltimore. And so I think that uh, many students, uh, as we've seen the trend probably over the last two decades, have started opting into two-year institutions from a cost-savings uh, standpoint with the understanding that they could get a, um, a quality education much cheaper than if they went from high school directly into a four-year institution. So uh, all of those things really clicked for us because we here at, at Coppin, we offer the most affordable four-year tuition of any four-year university in the state of Maryland. And so in looking at how we keep costs down, how we expand access and opportunity, and the demographics, it just, to to me, was a no-brainer as well as the uh, president at CCBC for us to really iron out this partnership and use it as an example for others to follow. What factors or, or even hindrances were you finding that you, you said to yourself, this type of program is needed and it's necessary? Having been in higher education now for over 20 years, 
what I've seen with the two-year and the four-year institution partnerships uh, is that they are not as seamless um, as folks like to promote, um, and they are not as kind to the student transferring from the two-year institution into the four-year institution uh, as one would uh, hope they, they could be. And from a traditional two-plus-two partnership, um, the focus is really on the institution and meeting the institution needs. What we here at Coppin are doing with CCBC is we're placing uh, the student at the center of our process and making sure that we meet their needs. So more, more specifically, in a traditional two plus two, a student who comes from a two-year institution into a four-year, that four-year will take all grades of C or better. However, when the student goes to apply for their major, that major may not take all of those credits. So if a student earns an associate degree at a two-year and says, okay, I'm going to a four-year, I have two more years, basic math, two plus two equals four. However, when they get to the institution, the institution will take all of those 60 credits that they use to earn their AA degree. However, based on the major that they want to go into, that major may only take 20 of those 60 credits. So that student who just spent the last two years earning their AA degree think that they're going into their uh, new four-year institution as a junior, in some cases are starting over as a freshman. And that's very frustrating and I think very misleading. With the, with the Coppin CCBC partnership, that student who earns their AA, all of their 60 credits come with them. They're automatically admitted into their major and all 60 credits count towards graduation. And so we take all of the guessing, all of the red tape, all of the um, uh, unnecessary bureaucracy out of it and put the emphasis on the student. And there are uh, uh, other programs like this, um, the actual uh, Heckinger report published uh, this week talks about these exact same programs that, we've, that we're implementing here and the impact of them on students. And so that's our focus. It's always been our focus here at Coppin is to put our students at the center of what we do. Talk a bit about the importance of the program, especially to diverse students, in being able to complete degrees in a timely fashion. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question and a, and, a, and a great point. Many students, and especially students of color, uh, who have a desire to seek uh, secondary education are starting at the two-year institutions because of the low tuition costs. Um, and again, because we here at Coppin offer the most affordable four-year uh, uh, tuition of any four-year institution in the state, we see that as a complement to what our two-year sister institutions are doing and keeping costs down. And so it's important for students uh, to understand that they can come to a university like Coppin and have a pathway forward to finish their, their uh, undergraduate degree in a, a certain amount of time, uh, usually under five years, 
and do it at a significant cost savings. And we have put mechanisms in place to help them do that. Uh, so first and foremost, in this dual partnership that we have with CCBC, we're encouraging their students to live on our campus. And when students transfer over to us, we are encouraging them to live on campus because we know all the data shows that students who live on campus have higher GPAs, higher retention rates, and higher graduation rates. We're also putting in stronger advising models. So students who are at CCBC in the dual enroll pro uh, program with Coppin will also be advised by a Coppin advisor while they're there so that their transition is smoother. This is designed to help keep them on track so that they don't get off track. In your opinion, uh, President Jenkins, what is the impact of someone taking more than five years, for example, to complete a degree and then not finishing? The actual end part of your, of your question is the most devastating part, and that's not finishing. Uh, we have too many students uh, across our nation that enter higher education and don't finish. And so some of those efforts that I just talked about are designed to make sure more students who are entering COP and finish because we understand the, that value of finishing, how it has a, a impact on upward mobility, quality of life, lifelong earnings, all of those great things. But the, the other piece that's important is for us moving students along and getting them out um, under five years is important for a couple of reasons. One is it ultimately saves money and it reduces their overall loan debt. We are proud here at Coppin that students leave our institution with a loan debt that's far below the national average. And we're doing more to even push that down with uh, some of the other efforts that we offer, like millions of dollars a year in scholarships. What is the significance of an HBCU doing this? It's important for us to show that um, uh, the, the support and the inclusiveness that we offer at our institutions is something that can take students from wherever they are and move them through the actual uh, educational journey pipeline and get them to a better place. Uh, we are committed to transforming lives, nurturing our, our students, and that's something that many students, especially students of color and first-generation college students, need when they are entering higher education. And we believe here at Coppin, and the data shows that we do that very well. Um, you know, we are, we're, we're committed to making sure that um, our students have what they need to finish the journey. That was Coppin State University President Nathaniel L. Jenkins on a joint effort with CCBC to help students achieve their degree goals. We thank him for his time. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WIPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, Bethany Brunel-Raja, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Kristen Mossbrugger. Our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter, at That's Pam Jones. Remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.